Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. You just might miss your babies growing like mine did. Turning into moms and dads, next thing you know, your better half of 50 years is there in bed. And you're praying <laughs> God takes you instead. Trust me, friend, a hundred years goes faster than you think. So don't blink. Kenny Chesney! <laughs> yeah! Oh, my voice kind of cracked there. That was really off-key. <laughs> That's whatever. That's not what we're known for. We're known for our beautiful <laughs> no. minds, not our beautiful voices. Welcome, everyone. This is our show, Shit Your Shrink Thinks. It is a show where two shrinks tell you what we think about life, mental health. We give you fun, new facts and topic areas, and then we try out skills related to the topic area. And today, ours is about mental health in the elderly and older adults. And so, Michaela chose Don't Blink. Yeah, it seemed appropriate. I love that. I really yeah. like that one. That it's a good, a good song. One. It's a it's a tearjerker. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, fun fact. Did you know that Kenny Chesney has a house on the island of St. John's? I did not, but that would not surprise me. He seems like someone who'd have an island house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask me how I know. <laughs> yes. How do you know? So once upon a time, I was on my honeymoon in St. John's and Every single human that I encountered was like, you know, Kenny Chesney's house is over there, right? Like every <laughs> single human being was like, hey, here's Kenny Chesney's house. Hey, have you heard about Kenny Chesney? Here's his house. It's right here. It's on the sale. Have you noticed? It's Kenny Chesney's house. And like it got to the point where my husband and I would ask each other, hey, does Kenny Chesney live here? Yes, Kenny Chesney lives here. Where does he live? We just kept asking each other the whole time. It was a good time. It was a fun experience. That I poor it, man. So. I wonder how many people like harass him around his house probably way too many frankly probably yeah. way too many yeah so as y'all might remember we're still learning about each other here on the pod and we do occasionally do a what's good and by occasionally i mean every week we do a what's good and it's usually a story or something that the other podcast host doesn't know about us or just something that we appreciated this week so so what's good with you this week michaela my what's good is that World Elder Abuse Awareness Day is commemorated on June 15th. And I just thought that was kind of ironic and crazy because in recording world, we are in June. And that just kind of boggled my mind that we're doing a, an elderly type topic. And then that just in the stars were aligned for it to be also a... <laughs> World Awareness Day. Uh, fun facts. I used to be... Prior to what I do now, so in grad school, you have to kind of choose a specialization area, and mine was um, specializing in mental health in older adults, so that's fun. I'm, I'm a chameleon. I've had a lot of specialties in the day, so yeah, I actually remember we would do um, kind of like a, uh, what would, 
almost like a grad school party <laughs> type thing on these sorts of commemorative days. And then we would um, also do the walks that are associated with like the Alzheimer's Association and stuff like that and do the ribbons and uh, volunteer over there. So it was a really good it was a really good time. I a special place in my heart for this time of year. Cool. I love that. Well, Sunny, what is your what's good? My what's good is more of just an interesting thing. So Michaela can see this, but you cannot see this uh, as the listener. So you may notice, I don't know if you will notice, but there is a bit of a different sound quality this week. And that is because (laughs) I have relocated to a different room of my house, which is a room that also contains a toilet. (laughs) So... Once upon a time, I uh, normally I record literally in a closet because it's got the best acoustics, right? Right. So it's like a yeah. carpeted closet. And then it's got on the inside of the closet, there are on the doors, like almost padding. So it makes it a really good recording space. And I just kind of shut myself in the closet in the darkness. Fun fact, I heard Stephen King used to do that. Anyway, so that's usually where I record. Well, there is siding being placed on my house this week. And there is a lot of frantic nailing and sawing going on just outside (laughs) of my closet. And uh, I realized pretty quickly I can't record in there this week. And so I will be, I am in the bathroom. And the good news about this bathroom is that it's not tile. And this is the horrifying part. This bathroom that we don't often use is carpeted. (laughs) It is. and And the carpet is zebra it is zebra wow carpeted yes so this is what i am doing right now i think that should tell our listeners a lot about the headspace i am in we are doing (laughs) good (laughs) we're surviving There's literally a, uh, I don't know if you guys could hear that, but the toilet decided to talk to me while while you were chatting. So like, it just kind of chimes in once in a while. I was like, (laughs) so if you you guys hear that, that's my toilet talking to you, just saying hello. Um, So that's why what's good this week. It's kind of, it's funny. It's not good, but it's funny. So this is what we're doing. Sorry, listeners. Uh, Probably be for this week and next week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We can only do so much. Well, we always do a podcast experiment. So, Sunny, what was your experiment last week and how did it go? Were there any changes, improvements? What happened? Okay. I'm going to be real with you. My life is a, like, literal trash can fire right now. So I have no clue what my experiment was. I can tell you what I did. Okay. So... I am still on my like whole, I'm on my naturopath shit over here trying to cure many of my ailments that were caused by uh, postpartum and pregnancy. And so it is, I think, going well, but uh, my body is fighting back a bit. So yeah, that was had the some flare ups. Yeah. So that was my homework was essentially just to like survive. <laughs> and um, I did, I did do that. And uh, I think, you know what I think I have done? I, I didn't do any of the homework I assigned myself, but another thing I have done is just talking to Michaela about this. So I uh, am a spicy senorita from time to time, and I get very, like, my primary emotion is irritability. And what I have done actually is enter a space of kind of like mindful awareness and radical acceptance. I don't think mm. I'm. 
I I think I am effectively managing a great deal deal of craziness at one time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's my homework. I continue on my naturopath journey for health conditions, and I am um, watching my anger lovingly and not letting it. <laughs> control my day not letting it destroy the world <laughs> yeah am i sitting next to a toilet hell yeah I've, but that is not gonna that's not gonna break me down no no <laughs> so how about you how is your homework mine was to meditate at least once and i basically did that so you know at one point baby fell asleep on me and i actually recalled that i wanted to meditate so i normally i like to like put headphones on and listen to types of music or whatever. But so I didn't quite do that, but I did the breathing and I just kind of thought through things. So I did like a on your own meditation while rocking a baby and that worked. I'm impressed. I'm really impressed. Good for you. That's that's way to like kind of fit it in there in between stuff. I think that like one thing that's really interesting about being a parent is that it definitely – changes the way you interact with time i was basically doing uh what is that what was that old oh supermarket sweep the other day i had to like go get errands and my child child was actually like behaving himself for 20 whole seconds and i was literally like sprinting through the different stores i had to go through i was like no time shut up there's no time like you just interact very differently like you become the most efficient version of yourself ever in all of time and so like i see that there i see you being really efficient with your time it's impressive that's awesome I did that one time, too, where I actually, like, I, so my car seat changes into a stroller, which is really Uh badass and awesome. It is badass. And I attached the stroller then to the cart, like, the front wheels. So I was, like, pushing the stroller, which was pushing the cart, and, like, weaving through the Walmarts (laughs) trying to get all my shit. People were actually, yeah, like, people were like, oh, shit, like, this chick is (laughs) on a mission, (laughs) She's got shit to do. Like, I, yeah, no, I, I feel like that's just, I, when, now that I see that, because I had not personally ever been on that Jenny journey before, so I didn't really know anything about it. And now when I witness it, I'm like, oh, I know what that is. I know what that is. I know what you're doing. I know what we're all trying to do here. So, yeah, that's impressive. I'm glad you got something done for your homework. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. Well, so today it is our 100th episode. Oh, oh my God. God. Those are our own homegrown sound effects. <laughs> They're so beautiful. Yes, So they are. because it's our 100th episode, we thought it would be really great to talk about geriatric mental health because aging is hard and mental health struggles are extremely common in our older populations. Yeah. And plus, we continue to have a larger portion of older adults within our population. So it just seemed like the appropriate topic to cover. Absolutely. As our, um, you know, healthcare kind of improves over time and as people live longer and longer, there's kind of a series of things that are going to come up and it's important to kind of be aware of this. I think everybody has this perception that it's like, I'm, I'll never be old, right? Like, I'll never be a person who, I like, I actually literally was talking to, there's a 20-year-old on my caseload right now, and she was being such a jerk. (laughs) 
last week just like being a jerk to her like family and talking about how old and out of touch they were and I was like oh god this is going to happen to you know this yeah, is going to happen yeah. to you, right like this is the circle of life baby this is the karma karmic retribution will be swift my yes. dear <laughs> yes and so I think it's funny like we all just kind of um we all age, but we kind of don't talk about the mental health conditions that go along with it. Um, mm-hmm. It's like it's something far away that's never going to happen to us, but it does. It really does. So yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Well, and according to the World Health Organization, globally, the population is aging pretty rapidly. So yeah. between 2015 and 2050, the proportion of the world's population over 60 years will nearly double from 12% to 22%. So personally, yeah. I don't feel like 60 is very old. Like, no, really, people, no. like, that's the age you're going to have to go with? That's, yeah, but no. uh, 60 is yeah. nothing. No, no. So as we continue to talk, there'll probably be different ages used within different research. Um, yeah. So don't get caught up on specific ages. We don't mean anything by any of that. Um my husband's parents are over 60 and they're like the Cullens have you I don't know have you seen my husband's parents they're like ageless like I don't know if they eat a lot of salmon or something but they are beautiful human beings (laughs) my parents are in their 70s and they're still bopping around they're in New Orleans right now like oh my god yeah no yeah there is some level of like some people they like they take care of themselves well they age amazingly and you just look at them and you're like I would kill somebody to look like you or feel like you when I'm that age. Like, I just, it's so impressive. Like, they're they're hot. Like, I don't, I'm like, wow. Like, wow. So what is anyway, your secret? Yeah, no, like, why do you look better than me? You're, you're in your 60s. It's so upsetting. Anyway, so yeah, so don't, uh, don't feel at all like we are calling any particular age group out because no. I think for, for both of us, we have a, I don't know, maybe both of us have this kind of more old school mentality of, there's actually a lot you can learn from people that are a little bit older than you and yeah. maybe just listen for a hot second because even if you don't agree with their experiences, they probably got a lot to tell you. And 60 is not old. No. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so I, let's let's continue on. So talking about the complicated nature for things in this population, tell us some about that. While many older adults have good mental health, the fact of the matter is, as we age, we will face changes in our life, in our health, in our routines, and adjusting to all of these changes can be challenging in itself. Absolutely. Uh, Mental health and physical health are a two-way street. So as we get older, often our physical health can decline. There will usually, there's going to be like one thing, right? Right. So many older adults will are more at risk of developing a health condition such as hearing loss or cataracts or diabetes or hypertension, which is high blood pressure, COPD, which is just kind of like a, a breathing issue, let's say, mm-hmm. osteoarthritis, which is like kind of some bone weakness, heart disease or chronic pain, just to name a few. And you might only develop, you know, a mild version of one of these or just like need to wear glasses or something like that. But there are certain uh, challenges mentally that come up as you're struggling with these issues. You might kind of feel like a loss of virility or you might feel a loss of strength or power. I know that for me, I just definitely would buy a sports car because I would feel less sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you watch Ted Lasso at all, but Jamie Tart is always talking about like, was it sexy? And I always think to myself that that's how I'm going to be when I'm like 60 or 70. Like, am I still sexy? So yeah. 
I, I think that it just, these kind of health conditions make you feel a little bit less like yourself at times. Yeah. And many of them are long-term health conditions, which require those adjustments to daily life. You know, like you said, it may be a slight change, but it's probably going to continue to progress and get make things more difficult. So thus, not only do you have new health problems, you might have diet changes, you might have reduced mobility, there might be some like less independence. And all of this is going to require you to adapt to a new way of living and engaging with life. Yeah. My uh, grad school advisor, she had these really cool... Um, so since we kind of studied uh, older adults and mental health, she had all these photos that were of people who were aging, you know, kind of like maybe in their 90s and who were doing tasks and activities that were really complicated. So like one was a woman um, painting. I want to say it was like her sewing or painting or something like that. There was one with a man who was aging and he had a surfboard next to him. Uh, and he was clearly like had just gotten out of the water and was all like beefy and muscly and holding the surfboard. So there was like all of these images of older adults being able to do all of these different things. And it said underneath them, aging is not for sissies. And I always <laughs> liked that because yeah. I think it really like shows how you've got to have a little bit of grit yeah in order to it's just like it takes a little more effort maybe to make keep your physical and mental health well and that's something we're all going to have to go through and so I think acknowledging that yeah is important it is and as we age we're also at risk for developing neurological disorders so some common ones that can affect older adults are like strokes neuropathy dementia parkinson's disease so Strokes are a dangerous and life-threatening event that occurs when the blood supply to part of the brain is suddenly interrupted or when a blood vessel in the brain bursts. And warning signs may include face drooping, arm weakness, speech difficulty. And if you notice any of this, you need to call 911 immediately if you see any warning signs of a stroke. And then neuropathy is a nerve disorder that can cause symptoms such as numbness and weakness, and it often affects our hands and feet. Dementia is the loss of cognitive functioning, so thinking, remembering, reasoning, uh, and the loss of kind of behavioral abilities, uh, such to an extent that it interferes with a person's daily life and activities. And then Parkinson's disease is a chronic progressive movement disorder, and it involves the malfunction and kind of death of vital nerve cells in the brain. So all of these are obviously going to impact our functioning, and they may progressively get more severe with time. Right. My experience, too, is that so like there are with strokes, transient ischemic attacks, which are kind of like mini strokes, for example, or uh, with neuropathy, it doesn't really start as full blown neuropathy. It starts with Mm -hmm. tingling and then dementia, the same sort of thing. Like it starts usually these things start pretty slow. Mm -hmm. And so you're probably dealing with them for years, honestly, before they progress into something where you go to the doctor and get a diagnosis. And so that really does affect mental health because on some level you think like, am I going crazy here? What's going on? I don't totally understand what this issue is. Um, And so I think these are all things to kind of bear in mind that they they both impact your functioning and change your routine, but they also impact the way you think about yourself. Well, so older adults are also more likely to experience events such as bereavement or a drop in socioeconomic status with their retirement and just that general loss of independence. So because of all this, so because of all these physical neurological changes, you might have to ask others for help with routine chores or tasks. You might need to adapt a new way of living in your environment, such as even going to like an assisted living. 
Um, So on top of these changes, you might be experiencing some complicated grief or stricter financial restraints. I mean, all of those things are are huge impacts in your functioning and, and livelihood. Yeah. And so based on that, it's really not surprising that our older adult population can often struggle with symptoms of depression or anxiety or even substance abuse. Um, I think a lot of this can feel very isolating, honestly, mm-hmm. and feel very lonely and, and helpless at times, depending on what you've got going on. Yeah. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, mental health disorders actually affect younger adults more often than elderly. However, our seniors are less likely to seek help. So although older adults experience stress like all other people, the normal emotional and physical stress that goes along with aging can be the risk factors for mental health. Because often they experience several of these medical issues, mental condition, and social stressors at one time, like you said, it, it increases the risk for isolation, loneliness, and just physio- physiological distress. And as we've talked about mental health, physical health, all those things are interconnected. So one can affect the other and just things can really compound pretty quickly. Yeah, I remember reading a study a while ago that actually people uh, passed kind of I want to say it was like past 50 or 60 are actually happiest. Like people as they age tend to get happier, but that it's uh, a lot of times the theory is it's because like they've developed all of these different coping skills to do a good job to mm-hmm. promote mental wellness, mental wellness if they're lasting that long. Um, but it doesn't mean that they aren't thrown more curveballs than the rest of the population is. So it's like while they might've developed all of these really cool coping skills to feel good, it it's it's not through quite a lot of work, let's just say that much. Mm-hmm. And of note, our older adults are also vulnerable for elder abuse, which can include physical, verbal, psychological, financial, sexual abuse, abandonment, neglect, and serious loss of dignity and respect. And current evidence suggests that one in six older adults experience elder abuse, according to the world, according to the World Health Organization. So elder abuse can lead to physical injuries, health deterioration, and long-lasting psychological consequences. So yeah, as you can see, this population has a lot to face. And, you know, some of them don't have the tools or support to, to manage this difficult time. Right. Absolutely. And I think it goes back to a lot of the time, like social support network too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no guarantee that kids are going to be cool to you. There's no guarantee that friends are going to be living during this time. It's just, and I mean, really too, with like uh, health conditions, there's no guarantee you're going to have good health care or medical care. Um, And so you may be placed in situations where these things are more prevalent Uh, like these elder abuse situations are more likely to occur. And so, yeah, this is definitely, there's it it kind of like the amount of issues begins to vary quite a bit. Um, There's Mm -hmm. like a higher level of vulnerability. So let's talk a little bit about what are the statistics in this population. So, you know, really let's not forget that before diving in, older adults are less likely to seek help. So that being said, the statistics here are probably really a lot lower than what is actually going on. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, for at least the generations older than us, mental health things were really not something that you talked about. Um, There wasn't a huge amount of awareness of how mental health could affect physical health and how these things could intersect. And also I think mental health 
things were kind of seen maybe as a weakness or something that you don't share and that you're silly if you were to engage in that. Um, It certainly wasn't, therapy certainly wasn't seen as healthcare. So let's kind of keep that in mind as we move forward with these statistics. Right. About 5 million adults age 65 and older, which is approximately 10% of seniors, have Alzheimer's disease, according to the Alzheimer's Association. That's a big number. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's a really huge number. That is a lot. And I think that there are a lot of things like kind of, we don't actually know totally yet what is causing this, uh, Mm -hmm. what what starts it. I mean, we know it's like plaques and tangles in the neurons. um, But beyond that, there's not really a cure. Um, And so as the population ages, this number is likely to increase over time as we kind of become older and older and live longer. Um, And about 10% of older adults experience elder abuse annually in the U.S., with emotional abuse and financial exploitation being the most common. And I've seen that a lot. The financial Mm -hmm. exploitation is huge. Yeah. Yeah. uh, People really take advantage of that. They'll send the emails or they'll call and they'll pretend that they're like their grandson locked in jail. Send me some money. And Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah, it's really horrible. I don't actually understand how you sleep at night. Like if you do that sort of thing, like fuck you, honestly. Like that's just what I feel like about that. I just honestly don't know what is actually wrong with you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To exploit somebody like that. I just no. I agree. I don't know how those people yeah sleep at night yeah karma's coming for you bitch it's coming (laughs) i believe it god i hope so (laughs) yeah yes but i think you know one thing that's really interesting that i used to see um pretty commonly is that uh like an older person would date somebody much much younger and Mm. this older person was still totally cognitively intact it was totally their choice they understood what they were doing they understood that it was kind of like transactional maybe in nature with like a financial Uh, theme to it yeah and you know maybe kids were saying like this is not good this is not a good situation please get out of this situation but it didn't matter because they were still in their right mind they still had all their cognitive capacities so that's it yeah that was a choice that they made yeah it's they they were like i'll i'll pay them it helps with the loneliness i don't yeah that's hard well According to the CDC, it is estimated that 20% of people age 55 and older experience some type of mental health concern. So the most common mental health neurological disorders in this age group are dementia and depression, which affect approximately 5 and 7% of the world's older population, respectively. However, the risk of depression goes up for adults who receive home health care or are hospitalized So up to 13.5% of older adults experience depression in these settings, according to the CDC. And one study noted that 80% of older adults recover from depression after receiving treatment that included both psychotherapy and antidepressant medication. So, you know, there is hope. Old dogs can learn new tricks. Absolutely. Absolutely. One thing that you kind of want to look out for is in these settings and overuse of psychiatric medication, too. Yes. Um, Yes, yes, yes. Very often, I remember one of the interventions that we offered when uh, kind of working with nursing home facilities is how to decrease people's reliance on uh, psychotropic medications, particularly antipsychotics, uh, because they produce more likelihood to fall and can even worsen confusion or dementia symptoms. Yeah, it can get to a point where they are 
you know, they're on the medication and then that medication has a side effect. So then they get another medication and then that medication has a side effect. So then they get another medication to treat that side effect. And it, it can really compound. So you do definitely have to be really aware of how many meds we're taking and what those reasonings are. And again, as you age, you might not fully know what you, you know, you're just like, well, this is what I'm taking. <laughs> so, you know, if, if you have uh, people in your life that you support, you know, that might be something to help look into. So anxiety disorders affect 3.8% of the older population and substance abuse problems affect 1%. The substance use one might surprise you, but, uh, you know, again, there's a lot of access to psychiatric medications, right? (laughs) So like you may see some benzodiazepine use, things like that, or overuse, and then mixing with other substances. Usually for what I've seen, it's like polypharmacy and like um, polysubstance use. It's not usually uh, one thing. And then one point I also want to make about you know, why polypharmacy or polysubstance use is particularly dangerous is, you know, as we age, our renal functioning, like our our liver's ability to filter Mm. and our kidney's ability to filter, it does kind of decline over time. So it's really something to be aware of. It doesn't, you really cannot tolerate the same level of abuse of the body as you might have been able to tolerate in the past. And so it's just something to keep in mind with both these issues, but also with, um, you know, if you're over medicating somebody, let's say, then that is going to be able to, to be excreted from the body less and less as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And around a quarter of deaths from self-harm are among people aged 60 or above. And older men actually have the highest suicide rate of any age group. Men aged 85 years or older have a suicide rate of 45.23 per per 100,000 compared to an overall rate of 11.01 per 100,000 for all other ages. Yeah, I remember that was something we talked about a lot, Mm -hmm. actually, when I was uh, working with the program that I was working with, because it was older white males in particular are really, Mm -hmm. really at risk. um, And uh, even even more specific rural. And so mm. that becomes something that you have to really look out for. And oftentimes folks in this category, they don't tell you they're depressed. They don't tell you too much of anything. Honestly, yeah. you'll just notice some behavior changes. Um, like giving away items, for example, is always kind of a big giveaway. Um, right. They're starting to kind of like wrap things up, so to speak. Like you start to see them getting their affairs in order but they're not saying a lot, just kind of keep an eye on that situation. That might be um, something to keep in mind. Right. So a lot of this gives some background about why these sorts of things are uh, more common in older adults, why these mental health conditions are more common in older adults. Mm -hmm. And so next time, one of the things that we're going to chat about is really just the different types of treatment and care strategies that are available to address older adults and their mental health needs. Um, and I think that we can go through that pretty pretty well in detail because Michaela and I both have worked with and do work with an older population from time to time. Yeah. So I think we have a, a fair amount of experience in this area. But that said, what do we want to try for outside of podcast experimentation? So I work with several older adults right now. And I just want to take time to verify that they have the support they need and possibly refer people to other services if needed, or at least provide them with information for extra services uh, if desired. So I just kind of want to do a little bit of a, of a check-in slash touch base to make sure that they have all the resources that they could 
would would like. I really like that one. And I think I think for me, I'm just going to be a little bit more mindful of some of the things that I do that could assist or not assist um, working with mm. an older adult population. So one thing I notice a lot is that um, hearing issues come out to be uh, important or play a role in therapy way more often than you oh, would yeah. think. Um, and so folks will politely acknowledge that they have heard what you've said, or they will politely say that they are going to do what you said, but they may not have known exactly what you said. So doing things like getting a pocket talker or amplifying my voice, um, for whatever reason, like the, the timber and pitch of my voice is harder to hear for people who are losing their hearing, like all mm. the time. Um, I must just hit that exact range. And so I'm going to do what I can to make sure that my clients are hearing me fully and then just kind of ask that they repeat back, well, like, what did you hear me say? Or what do you want me to do this week? Or what's your understanding of this? So I make sure that they're getting the best possible care that they that they need. I like that. I, I think too, even just interaction. There's a lot of people who I interact with who have hearing loss who, you know, are in this category. So I think just even noticing when they're not maybe as engaged in the conversation and being more aware that way. Yeah. Well, do you have a joke for me? I think you better go with the joke okay. first. Okay. Okay. Three old guys are out walking. The first one says, windy, isn't it? The second one says, no, it's Thursday. The third one says, so am I. Let's go for a beer. <laughs> Love how that exactly. After your hearing loss. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that one. I, uh, I feel like that exactly went in with what I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got one for you. So. I used to know a couple who grew fruit trees together. They lived to a ripe old age. <laughs> okay, and one more. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've seen my hair lately, but I've got a couple grays. I don't like to call them grays, though. They're wisdom highlights. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> I got one more. <laughs> what underwear brand do you think I'm going to love best as I get older? I think I know the answer. Depends. It depends. <laughs> I'm going to say it depends. Yeah, those of us who already pee our pants a little when we laugh, we're in trouble. <laughs> right? I know. Before kids, I had that struggle. Shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm doomed. So thank you so much for joining our show today and going with us on this wild journey of my toilet talking. Hopefully, maybe next week we will have this resolved. And uh, as a reminder, if you're liking what we're putting down, please please do feel free to leave us a donation at www.patreon.com slash shit your shrink thinks. And if financial contribution is not an option, feel free to like, subscribe, rate, review, or follow us. Um, this really boosts our visibility. And yeah. we will be giving you part two of older adults and mental health next week. And we so look forward to seeing you. Yeah. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.